This week's parashas parashas bechul kaisai. So, parashas bechul kaisai primarily speaks of about the what we call the taichacha, you know, the literally the, the rebuke, the musar, and what happens when Klai Yisrael does averes. And then afterwards, they speak about the parsha of erchin, which is that a person can there's certain values that are assigned to different people, different classes, depending on their age, and and other factors. And if a person says that Erech is on him, he has to give that amount of money for, um, to the, to, to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, to Hakdash. There are a few other dinim from there to the end of the parasha. Well, let's focus primarily on uh, something about the Tachacha and also why the following parasha would be the parasha of Erechem. So, the Gemara says in Megillah, the Gemara says that we, we read the the Klalais Shiva Tarskahanim, which is the Taikha and Tarskahanim. In Vaikra, that's Pashas Bukhaisai. And the Klalais in Mishnah Taira, which is what we read in Kisavai. So Klalash Shiva Tarskahanim we read Kaidamatsaris, read before Shvuas. And the Klalash Mishnah Taira we read before Rosh Hashanah. And Abaya says, I'm Rabbiya, the Tamra Shlakish Kidesha Tikla Hashana Vakila says that the year should end with its Klalis. Yumar says, okay, that makes sense, Mishnah Taira you read before Rosh Hashanah, and uh, but what about the other one? Where it says no, because on, on before Shavuos is also like a Rosh Hashanah because of Atzeres is a din on Parasa Elon. So Tosfos points out that even though we read the Teichacha before Rosh Hashanah and before Shavuos, there's also one week in between, at least one week between. We between like this week we're reading Parshas reading the Teichacha. Next week is the week, is we're reading Parshas Midbar, which is right before Shavuos. So Tosfos says. And one of the answers, Tyson says, the reason is because we don't want the Klalais to Rosh Hashanah. We shouldn't have the Klalais right before Rosh Hashanah. I'll try to give an explanation of why, simply being you don't want to have the bad things happening right before, right before Rosh Hashanah. You don't want, you don't want or Rosh Hashanah focusing on that point. But let's see if we can give another explanation for that. Um, the, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> so the, the Pasuk says in Parashas Buchu Kaisai, Towards the end of the Taikha, it says, after we talks about us ending up in Galas for the Averis, and it says the remaining ones amongst you, Yumaku will, will be melted by their Averis, in the in the lands of your enemies, and even if, if they're still doing the Averis of their fathers, Rashi says it's have the same it's holding on to the actions of their father, of the ancestor that were the Averis, which they did, Yimoku, they too will also, they will be melted. Now, then the Pasik says, Ve'svadu esavainam ve'savain avaisam. And then they'll say vida, which means they'll admit that they did their Averis, ve'savain avaisam, and the Averis of their fathers. And then the next, then, next Pasik says, then, then I will go in the Imam Bikari, I'll go with them also in the same way as before, and I'll bring them Be'eretz Ha'yivehem in the lands of their enemies. And then the following Pasuk is, I'll remember the bris I made with Yaakov and the rest of the Avais, in which Rashi says, the word Yaakov in that Pasuk is spelled with a Vav, but generally it's not spelled with a Vav, and Rashi brings, brings the, 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 the Medrash that because five times in the Navi, Eliyahu Navi's name is spelled without a Vav, and five times in the, in the, in the Pesukim, Yaakov is spelled with a Vav, so Yaakov took a mashkin, those five Vavs, to, to ensure that Eliyahu will come Mivasa the Geula. Vav, Moral says, Vav is a hook, is a chibor, so it's in that connection that he's holding on to Eliyahu, Eliyahu Novi forces him to come back. So the question is, and many of the Shani asked the question, 
if after they already after they already said vidoy, that's already it should have gone straight to I'm going to remember Yaakov the bris. I'm going to and 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 there'll be the gula. Why is there a pasuk in between that says When you're going to be, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the pasuk that. I'm going to bring you to lands of enemies. It sounds like even after the video, there's still going to be uh, more punishment. Rashi already answers this question. Rashi says that it's, a, it's also something good because it's I myself, Hashem is going to bring you to the Gaulus, and, and you shouldn't think that when you're in the Gaulus, you're able to do whatever you want. No, you're still connected with me. That's how Rashi learns. But the question of the old Rishonim asked the question, and they give different answers. Why, why this pasuk is makalimos? Let's see if we can try to answer that as well. So now, what is a bracha and what is a klala? Actually, one last point is Gemara talks about klalais shemeshar. We we refer to it. It says curses. We refer to it as the taichacha, which is rebukes. Why? Why do we refer to it in this way? Why do we refer to the same way the Gemara does? In fact, Shulchan Aruch also calls it klalais. But why, uh, colloquially, colloquially we, we call it as a as a taichacha? What's the point of that? Okay. So now, a bracha. It says in many svarim that bracha is a lashon of a brecha. A brecha is an irrigation ditch, which means Kaddish Baruch has a shefa, a desire of, to give good, and a bracha is a way to connect ourselves to that shefa. You give a bracha and you want to bring that connection down to Hashem, that, that, that blessing. A klala is the opposite of a bracha. A klala is a total disconnect, a break in that connection to Hashem. That's what a klala is. That's a klala and a bracha. A, a, so we, that, a klala and a bracha. Now, the what's ta, what is teichacha? What is what is what does rebuke mean? What what what, what rebuke is that a person sees someone else is doing something wrong, and he and he tries to make him better and tell him to do the right thing. As opposed to klala. So what is what's the difference between a bracha and a klala? We said a bracha is a bracha denotes that connection, Tasha. Uh, like we said, an irrigation that you bring your gra- you're grabbing and you're bringing, and a klala denotes a disconnect. However, teichacha is is. Not a bracha, but taichin also is denoting a connection between two two people, or between a kaddish baruch and us. Why? Because why am I giving you taichin? Why why does one person give try to give make someone else do the right thing? It's because he feels sort of responsibility towards him, or he cares about him, and he wants to make him better. So a klala and taichin are very different. A klala means is a disconnect. But if we refer to it as taichin, we refer to it as we're connected to Hashem, and Hashem is doing this to us because He wants us to be better. It's much a much softer point, so we can understand why maybe perhaps even though Chazal referred to it as the klalas, we look at the different aspect of the teichachashavai of the rebuke, because that's a much uh, a much uh, softer and easier thing to a way to look at. And in fact, if we look at the psukim, I think that's what the psukim are saying, because we said that nisharim b'chem the remaining people in the galus they're gonna melt away in their averis, and even if they're holding on to the averis of their fathers, continuing to do the same thing, they're gonna melt away. When a person melts away. You think think of the think about the psukim the Rashi brings for that melting away. It talks about when it comes to people's eyes are going to melt out from from tremendous heat. You're melting out when someone melts and gets destroyed in that way. It doesn't really sound like someone else is attacking them. It means they're by themselves and almost like self-destructing. So the the, the galus is something that we're disconnected from Hashem, and that's what the that's what's happening. That's what the discussion is. Avera, so you're going to be by yourself. You're going to be without me. You're going to be disconnected from me, and you're going to suffer. And so finally, ultimately, what happens is people come to the realization that's the Averis that brought about all this tragedy, and they say to Hashem, "What does Vidu mean? What do you say Vidu to Hashem? It means you say to Hashem, I recognize that I ruined our relationship. I recognize that I did something to hurt our relationship, to break our relationship. That's what Vidu is. Think Hashem, I recognize that I did something wrong. I have a responsibility to you, and we didn't do that. Not only that, we have a long-standing relationship." 
with from our ancestors and, and our ancestors and our ancestors also did averes. That's what Svadu Savanim Savanim Avaisam B'malam Hashemalu because we're acknowledging our connection to Kadosh Baruch That's what we're doing with Vida. So we ask, why don't we go straight to Bezachar to Yisbisi Yaakov? Now we're going to come out of Gaul somewhere. Connect now with that connection exists. Eliyahu Navi, come and Bevasa the Gula. Tell them it's time to leave. We know because we want to point out after that Kadosh Baruch Hu says, Afani Elich Imam Bekeri Veveisi Oisam Beretzavim. Hashem says to us, I brought you. I came with you to Eretz Havim. What does that mean? With the Golas itself, it was not simply about a klala just to, to disconnect from you. Rather, the Golas was a toichacha. The Golas was, I'm trying to make you better. Recognize, it's not that we ask, why are you talking about the Golas again after they already did the video, after they're ready to leave, they're fit, they should be redeemed. And the answer is, because we're now, now it's not a new taking them at the Golas. It's now a re-understanding of what the whole Golas was. The whole Golas was an opportunity or a way which Hashem was trying to make us better. Hashem was, wasn't disconnecting from us. It was rather, I brought you there to make you better, so you should be able to come home. And that's what the point of this Pasuk is, even after already the video, after we reconnected with Hashem, is to highlight that even the Golas was about that point as well, that Hashem was really connected with us, and then not disconnected. And then afterwards, we're going to come out of the Golas, with uh, an Elio and others come, they're going to come and be Mavasa the Gula. So firstly we asked, um, so Taisvi said, Gemara says that the clothes you read them, the year should end with the clothes. But Tyson points out, we don't read it at the end of the year. Why don't we read it? Why don't we read it the last Shabbos in the year? So it could be the answer is, because the point of the clause is not to be a break, not to be a complete hefsek between us and Hashem. It's rather the point of the clause is to be a taikha. And Hashem is still connected with us, even while He's giving us this punishment, it's only really to make us better. So we want to point out that the year should end, it shouldn't be the very end of the year, because even though the very end of the year, we don't, we don't have brachas being laid right after the taichacha, it's still, we still read, just read the taichacha, but you have to understand that the year is ending, they have to understand that even though I read taichacha with you, I'm still with you. So therefore we don't want to read it at the end of the year, because we want to end the year in a, in a way in which we recognize that even though the clothes were just read, we're still connected to Hashem. Rather than if you read it at the end of the year, because a klala is such a strong thing, perhaps you would think that we're disconnected. The answer is no. We're still connected. We read the klala before, but we're ending the year in a way that shows that we're connected to Hashem still. And we asked, how come the next parsha after uh, klala, the klala, so after the teichah, is the parsha of Erechim? It's because how does a person recognize that when Hashem is punishing him, he's really doing it to help him? How does a person, only, only if a person recognizes that he's someone worth fixing, someone who has value, someone who has purpose, then we can understand that if Hashem is punishing us, it's only because He wants us to be better. But if a person thinks about himself that he has no value, or he thinks about his friend that he has no value, so he won't try to make him better, he won't give him teichacha, because he's worthless. So the reason why right after the parsha of the teichacha, we have the parsha of Erechens, everyone should realize that every single person has tremendous value and inherent uh, worth. And therefore, a person has that inherent worth, he'll recognize that even if he's going through a difficult time, it's for a reason, Hashem has a reason, Hashem wants him to, to make him better. And we, we follow, what's, what happens with Erechim? What happens with Erechim? You take that value and you make it kodesh, you, you give it to Hashem. So if a person recognizes his value, he'll be, he'll be successful in connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that uh, is the lesson for the week.